Rachel. Quick question. Why do like cartoon hearts look like upside down bums? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcoming back to your ear holes, your hosts for the Basically Being Better podcast, Rachel and Abby! Hey everyone and welcome back to Basically Being Better. I'm Rachel. And I'm Abby. And today we're going to try and... (laughs) And talk about exercise and your cycle. Yay! Very basically. Yes. (laughs) We were going to share the little knowledge that we have. Yeah, that we've gleaned from other things. Yeah. Yeah. It might be good, it might be not. It is really interesting though. It is. It's such an interesting topic when you start like reading about it and listening about it. Definitely. And especially if you're like... I like myself is like working up to like potentially wanting to do some exercise. <laughs> I'm like so down for working with my cycle rather than like trying to like butting heads against it. Exactly. Mm. Embrace it and make it work for you. I like that when you said embrace it, you sort of hugged you, hugged the air like embrace <laughs> em- it. Hug your cycle. <laughs> Oh, I want an illustration of that. Oh, man. There's probably one out there. Oh, most definitely. Okay, let's do some segments. All right. Do you have a quick question? Of course I do. Okay, this is a real silly one that I came up with like two days ago and I wanted to ask you, but then I was like, no, I'll save it. And then then you're going to be like, is that it? Okay. The suspense. (laughs) Hey, Rachel. Quick question. Why do... Like, cartoon hearts look like upside-down bums. (laughs) (laughs) They do. They do. And I was drawing little hearts on my post-it note the other day, and I was like, these all look like I'm drawing little bums. Oh, my thing. I just... Just flip it. (laughs) Oh. Why do they? Because your heart doesn't look anything like a heart. No. I've just got so many questions now. Oh, you've got questions. How did the cartoon version of a heart become that? I don't know. Like, how was this that is the, developed? This to you. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I want to know how that came about now. Yeah. And why do they look like bums? Upside down bums. <laughs> why do they look like bums? I don't know. But I feel like, potentially, in terms of why it's that shape... Is it because you've got, like, your left ventricle and your right ventricle and they're, like, meh? Potentially. But I also don't know, like, your heart doesn't really look like your heart. Also, when you put your two hands together like that, it kind of looks like a heart. (laughs) A rather large heart. Like a a squarey heart. Like a square heart. Yeah. I want to actually see how big my heart is. Like, I would be really curious to see how big my heart is. Yeah. Because that seems a bit big. Do you know what's freaky? When you start thinking... Is that too big? Thinking about your organs inside. Yes, like, it freaks me. <laughs> <laughs> like, when um, we were reading... Oh, God, the book we reviewed last week. Uh, uh, 
Dr. Libby's book. Yeah, um, Invisible Load. Invisible Load. And she's talking about your intestine and how oh, it like, yeah. all fits in there. And then I start thinking about it zigzagging away down there. And I'm like, is it a perfect zigzag or is it just like a big mush yeah. of like, like stuff? And you know how like your organs are all in there? And it's just like piled on top of each other. How do they stay in the right place? I like, know. I know it's all connected and you got your ribs and they keep them in there, but... <laughs> I feel like we're expressing how little knowledge we have of the human body right now. Like, like I, I think it's like you read it and you see diagrams and you know, you know these things, but it's just weird when you really start thinking about it. It is. And like my knowledge of the internal organs of a human being is from... I feel like we've brought him up before. Life Education, Harold. And they had the um, the lady. I can't remember her name. She had a name. I feel like it was a lady. I missed out on Harold. So. You missed out on Harold? Yeah, that was not... I didn't get Harold through school. What? <laughs> oh, my God. You were missing out. There was, like, a wand, and you touched the parts inside of the lady, and they lit up. I feel oh, like it was a lady. It might have been a man. But I recently saw a picture of what our boobs look like when there's oh, no skin on with all the glands. Yes. That was not in Harold. <laughs> Harold didn't prepare me for that one. <laughs> Harold did not prepare me for what your boobs look like without their skin on. Wow. Yeah, that is quite an interesting image. What did you have instead of Harold? Did you have any, like, internal organ no. teaching? Well, we had, like, science and health. But we didn't have fun stuff like Harold. At primary school, you didn't have Harold. Didn't have Harold. Oh. Am I... I don't know. Is that an age thing? No. What do you mean an age thing? You're only like a year older than me. I know. But, <laughs> but maybe I was just on the cast. Like, maybe Harold came in after I left primary school. No, Harold was definitely there while okay. I was in, like, low primary school. Maybe I was sick that day. <laughs> He came like every year for most of my primary school. Or maybe it was so traumatic that I blanked it out. It was pretty terrifying. Okay. Like he'd come out of the wall and he'd be like, hi kids, and he would talk away. And then the the person who, I don't know if there's still Harold. Is there still Harold? That is my quick question. But the, the person who ran the show and was teaching you about the human body and how it all works and blah, blah, blah. Um, had Harold on her hand oh. or his hand, and but only sometimes Harold would come out. It okay. was very special when Harold came out. Okay, and and Harold's a giraffe, right? Harold's a giraffe. Okay, good. <laughs> and mostly just the head of a giraffe because okay. you don't get to see the rest of him because he's okay. just behind like a box. And she was like, her hand was dressed as Harold, and she would ask Harold questions. Harold would talk to her. Okay, and this is not ringing any bells. Oh my gosh! Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask my parents about this on the weekend. Now I've done six minutes of Harold. I would really like you to ask your mum if Harold still comes to primary school. She will know. She will know. Okay, I'm going to find out. Okay, great. Anyway. I can report back next week. If anybody knows about hearts and bums and how the (laughs) internal organs of a human being work, hit us up. Educate us. (laughs) By jingos. I was not excited. By jingos. Jingo's kids. That's something Harold would say. (laughs) 
I was not Are expecting sure? that as the quick question. Well, see, I could have prepared you for that one, but then I also nah. wanted your like initial response. Yeah, I'm pleased. Okay, cool. otherwise I would have done some research and we <laughs> probably would have been disappointed. Okay, do you have some recent recommendations? I do. So I've kind of got like a follow up recent reco. You're following up on all your recos. Yeah. A couple of weeks ago, I talked about that Insight Timer app that I downloaded. Oh, for meditation. For meditation and how I was only using it for the timer, but there's like 35,000 free meditations on it. Right. Like guided meditations Mm -hmm. for different people. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I hadn't tried any, Mm -hmm. but I've been trying like new ones every single day and it is so good. I've only had like one that I haven't really liked. Well, that's pretty cool. They're really, really good. And Melissa Ambrosini's on there. Is she? Yeah. What, doing what? Meditating you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like taking you through a guided meditation. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Really cool. So... Did she say, hi, I'm Melissa Ambrosini, or did you just go, that voice sounds so familiar? No, so when you're scrolling through that app, it's got, like, the picture of the person. Oh. And you can search by, like, the person and, like, do all of these. And if you find something you like, then you can follow them. And it's a really cool app. Like, so good. I'm going to be doing new meditations forever. (laughs) Do do they have ones? Because I tried one the other day and it was not on the Inside app. I can't remember. I just downloaded an app because, okay. It's kind of a long elaborate story that doesn't mean like need to be said but in basicest basicest terms is that headspace was advertised to me on oh, another yes. app that i was using and it was advertising sleeping meditations oh. before going to sleep yeah and i was like yes i would like to try that downloaded the headspace app the headspace only lets you do like a certain like some and I had like one sleep one and it wasn't the right type of sleep one. So then I went and wrote in free sleeping meditation apps into Google Apps. And I found, I don't know what the app is, but I got one and it was okay. Oh, really? Yeah. So Not it was good? Yeah, it was one before you go to sleep. It was like 15 minute. Mm. And they had loads of free, like loads of air, like. Yeah. meditations but this one i just didn't really like the guy uh, the voice. yeah you've got to like the voice mm. got to like the voice mm. i did a was it last night yeah last night so i did a yoga nidra i think they can be called meditations yeah i feel like before going to sleep last yeah. night um but i fell asleep while like, the meditation was yes, happening like on asleep and I woke up like an hour later and my phone was still glowing and I'm like whoa <laughs> maybe I left it too late but it was like before nine o'clock so <laughs> maybe it just relaxed me so much oh that's awesome though that's good yeah and then did were you able to get back to sleep after yeah yeah that's I good. just um went back to sleep I don't have a problem sleeping at the moment <laughs> that's good yeah yeah but insight timer now I can like a hundred percent Rico it. Rico it. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yep, cool. So you, you've followed up on that one. Yeah. You're nothing if not a follow up or a. Oh, I've got to. <laughs> and this next one's probably going to have a follow up in a couple of weeks too. <laughs> I can't wait. Because <laughs> I'm only on day four of using these toothpaste apps. Oh, yes. We're all. Oh, yes, yeah, okay. Mm, cool. <laughs> so I finally got some tooth ta- toothpaste apps. 
Yeah. Um, from a New Zealand company. They're actually made in Wellington. Uh, and it's called Solid. So S-O-L-I-D. Solid. Mm-hmm. And they do a toothpaste tab and a mouthwash as well. Oh. Yeah. I only got the toothpaste. Um, so far, really enjoying them. Yeah. What do they taste like? So what flavours did you get? I got the fresh mint. Yes. And they're nice and minty. Yes. Um... My only problem so far is that I want to just eat it. <laughs> like, I put it in my mouth and I forget that I've got to keep it in my mouth to, like, brush my teeth. <laughs> it dissolves so quickly. Then you start swallowing it. It's like, oops, I meant to be brushing yeah, my teeth. It's like, oh, man, five little tabs just to do one tooth cleaning. But no. Um... Yeah, so so far I'm really liking them. That's good. Mm. I had the, what was the tabs that I've been using? Lush's ones. Oh, yeah. Which are fine. They're good. I'm really interested to see how I go when I go to the dentist in a couple of months' time. And mm-hmm. because I've obviously started using, well, at the moment. <laughs> at the moment I'm not using my toothpaste tabs. I'm using because Peter does not... This is going to be a gripe. Does not finish his toothpaste tubes. And it drives me mental. And I cannot convince him to change to the... Oh, no. To the tabs. Yeah. Because he thinks they taste like soap. Oh. Which I don't get. So, different taste buds, I guess. Yeah. But... It's so annoying. So, he always buys another toothpaste tube before he's even finished the other one so i'm like going through all the toothpaste tubes at the moment like getting the last little bit out for myself oh my gosh yeah did you check what was in them to see if they like passed the low tox life test yes i did um and i actually went with these ones because they i don't know where fluoride sits on the low tox i don't even know where fluoride sits on the low tox neither but I got these ones with fluoride in them. Yeah. Because I feel like I need that. Yes. But I don't I don't have any more information in that about it. We're going to start a fluoride conversation now, aren't we? <laughs> no. I don't... I think a li- you do need a, a little, little bit, bit of fluoride. Like, yes. you, obviously not good for you in large quantities. No. And you don't want it in your water or anything like that. But toothpaste, small amount, good. Yeah. Yeah, cool. That's my small opinion on it as well. Yeah. But these ones were developed by a oral hygienist. Oh, cool. Okay. Yes, yes. And so she came up with them because obviously in her work she, um, she realises that there's a lot of waste and she that didn't sit like that well with her, a lot of plastic packaging and stuff like that. So she developed these um, toothpaste tabs and they come in like a glass jar and when you want new ones you can just get a refill and they don't send you another jar they just send you a little refill thing to go in your glass jar because i'm like 90 percent of the way to after i finished these uh these tubes (laughs) i want to try and make my own but i read somewhere because a lot of make your own toothpaste is use baking soda Mm. And I read somewhere that baking soda is really bad for your teeth. It can be quite abrasive. Mm. Yeah. So, I don't know how to win. No. And the other thing which has stuck in my mind is I went to this talk from these like low-waste people a couple of years ago. And they make their own toothpaste. And they went and checked with their dentist before they did it. 
and he said um, it was I can't remember what recipe or what they used either, mm-hmm. so I don't know if it was baking soda. And he said for whatever they were doing, it was fine because they eat like no sugar. He's like the problems right. come in when you eat those high sugar foods, and I'm like, oh, I couldn't even do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, then that's out the window. Yeah, isn't it? yeah. I yeah. need the other stuff. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But. So far, so good. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to the update on that one. Yeah, I'll let you know. <laughs> because that might be my next my next purchase. Yeah, they're quite cool. Mm. It also said, like, put them in your mouth and chew them or, like, smush them into your toothbrush. I think I'm going to have to try the smush into I my toothbrush. I think you probably should. <laughs> it, yeah. <laughs> it's like having a little treat. <laughs> oh, and dear. what makes it... Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> Not toothpaste related, but I've also, I've been, um, I've started on these, like, probiotics, and they're, like, little tabs that you chew. Oh. Yeah, and you have them just before going to bed, so I'm right. having one of them just before brushing my teeth, so I think I've still got the, like, oh, I need to chew this. Yeah, 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 mentality. yeah, Same sort of muscle reaction. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Oh, dear. Oh, gosh. 20 minutes later, we're still talking about <laughs> toothpaste. Sorry, guys. Well, should I give you an instant inspo? Please. Okay, I've got two. Cool. So, the first one is, your body hears everything your mind says, so speak kindly. Oh. Which is a, um, from at Mantra Magazine. Which is an Instagram account, obviously, because it's instant spo. Um, don't need to explain that, Abby. And <laughs> in case someone's listening in, they don't know. <laughs> I felt like that one really spoke to me today because I'm giving tiling a go in my house. You know, a little bit of DIY, and it all went pear shaped. I was so proud of gluing them on like two days ago. I was showing it off to everybody, and then I was grouting them today, and it all went pear shaped. Had a cry, called Dad. He's like, it's not the end of the world. I'm like, I know it's not the end of the world, but it looks awful. (laughs) (laughs) How can I fix this? And I want it to be right. And he's like, well, just pull it all out and put it back in again. And I was like, okay. And then I pulled it out, put it back in again, trying a different technique. Worked way better. Looks okay. Not like a professional did it, obviously. First time ever tiling, Abby. But the whole conversation throughout that exercise, I could have been a lot kinder to myself. (laughs) Right, right. So speak kindly to yourself. Speak kindly to yourself. I like that. Yeah. And the other one is, note to self, along with all the growth and healing, remember to give yourself time to for integration, which is a fancy word for allowing shit to settle. It looks like doing nothing, this nothing is necessary. Oh my gosh, yes. So... For all the things that we're doing to basically be better, you know, our meditation, I'm doing yoga, guys. Oh, my God. (laughs) And all that sort of stuff and all the books we're reading and all that sort of thing, you know, give yourself time to, like, let let that shit settle. Yeah, let that all sink in. Yeah, and sometimes it's just nothing. Doing nothing is how that happens. Oh, my gosh, yes. Oh, my gosh, yes. That one really speaks to me. I thought it would. I thought oh it would. Oh my god. Thank you. Because, <laughs> um, funny, I feel like I've had this, like, turning point in the last couple of weeks. And I I don't know. I just feel like it's because I'm doing so much nothing. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've actually let myself rest. Mm-hmm. And just been like... Whoosh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Like, oh, I've slowly got enough energy to, like, 
The other day, I did some exercise. What? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, that's going to be my recent reco for next week. You guys are going to have to wait. Oh. Because I forgot how good this is. What sort of exercise? No, well, that's going to be my recommendation. Oh, no. Okay, 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 okay. I better say who this was yes, by. Yes, yes, so do. Sorry. The... Um, the actual, like, art and words was by Emily, oh, Emily on Life, E-M-I-L-Y on Life, at Emily on Life on Instagram, and I got it from, posted by, well, she obviously posted, reposted it by, an unapologetic, <clears throat> at, unapolog- <laughs> unapologetically surviving. Oh, wow, that is a mouthful. Yes, but they do lots of cool things. And you know what? We're going to repost it as well. So we're going to repost a repost on top of a repost in it. And I know as long as we, like... Credit them all. Credit it back, surely. That's okay. Yeah, we'll try. If they have an issue, please let us know. We haven't posted today. We're going to have to do that tonight. Okay. (laughs) Woohoo. All right. Cool, cool. Um, Should we try talk about this? Should we try talk about this? Okay, let's do it. Okay. Menstrual cycles. Yeah. We've got to tie it back to the menstrual cycle somehow, right? Oh, but we haven't done one in a while. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So how this kind of came about is... Well, there's kind of two things and they go hand in hand. Hmm. First thing, <laughs> we watched a TED Talk. Mm. A nice little snappy 14-minute TED Talk by um, Stacey Sims. On Dr. Stacey Dr. Sims. Stacey Sims. Don't so many doctors. Yeah. Um called Women Are Not Small Men. Mm-hmm. And so she basically talks about how... Um, Training in a way that men would train is not the way to make you the optimal athlete you can be. Yes. We need to embrace our periods and our cycles and work with our physiology to improve our performance. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And then what was the second thing? And then we'll go back to that, I reckon. Okay. And then the second thing is your thing. Oh, uh, yeah. So was it last week or the week before I did a recent reco for an app called Fit Our Woman? Fit Letter R Woman. So it's like Fitter Woman. Um, which is an app which tracks with your cycle and gives you advice on how to... Um, exercise based on where you are in your cycle and we're going to go through some of those ideas today yeah yeah sounds good um but going back to Stacey Sims she was really interesting the TED talk wasn't really about your menstrual cycle it was more about how basically women have been screwed over (laughs) in terms of the research into nutrition and training and how things work for us compared to men because research has been done on men more often, Mm -hmm. almost exclusively, than women and it basically mm, doesn't work. Yeah, exactly. Women are not small men and we can't train like... Men. Yes, yes. If you've got a menstrual cycle, potentially you're better off working with it. Yes, yes. You're going to get better results. Yeah. Um, I thought her TED Talk was interesting. Me too. I really enjoyed it. Um, I liked how she said the word period. And 
I thought it was quite funny. I don't know when she... It must have been recent, recent TED Talk, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was 2019. Yeah. I thought it was funny that she was, like, so, like... Everybody turn to each other and say, like, women have periods to each other. And, oh, my gosh, I talked about menstruation. I talked about menstrual cycle. I talked about periods, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, girl, that's me every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny because when she said that and she was like, oh, oh, my gosh, I talked about it. And um, then she got people to turn to each other in the crowd and everyone laughed. Yeah. I'm like, why are people laughing? <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, we're in a bubble. <laughs> A very small bubble where we just talk about periods all day, every day, and nobody else does. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm oh. like, oh, people still don't like to talk about this stuff. Exactly. And I'm like, mm, why not? It's my number one topic. <laughs> yeah. I talk about it to everyone. I love talking Same. about periods. Aren't they great? Gosh. It's <laughs> one of the biggest conversations in our house. I'm following an Instagram account at the moment called, oh God, can't remember, something about periods, and it's like... Lots of period memes, and a lot of it is, like, PMS memes and about hating your period and stuff. I'm like, I want to comment on every single one of these posts, like, you can make it better! <laughs> <laughs> it's it's not meant to be sore! Like, yeah. like you're not meant to be in pain when you're in your period! You like, don't have to feel this way. Yeah. Oh, man. It's common, it's not normal! Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of them. Uh, but there's some of them really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm keeping it around, but I'm like, oh, it's so annoying. I want everybody to everybody to know what we know, what we've yeah. discussed on all our episodes. This information should be out there for everyone. And it is if you go looking. It is if you go looking. But it should be... It like, should be, Harold should be ficking given the given this information to everyone. We've already talked about the period equivalent of Harold, and I think it is needed. It is definitely needed. Someone rocking up in a van, inviting children in, <laughs> and talking about periods. <laughs> Sounds great. And maybe not a giraffe. I don't know what, but... It could... Oh my gosh. Okay, so have you seen Parks and Recreation? Um, episodes. Okay, sporadically. Okay, so Leslie Nope. Yes. Says something like, what's more cuterous than your uterus? And <laughs> you could have this cute little uterus as, like, the mascot. Yes! But who's going to go behind the, 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 the black thing and put their hand in the uterus and t- talk with it? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know. I feel Oh, like... but you could have a whole, f- like, a whole heap of... Like mascots, you oh, could yeah. have the whole reproductive system. Yeah, you could uh, have a cervix. Yeah, <gasps> you could have a cervix with its cribs. With its cribs. Oh my <laughs> gosh! Who didn't even know what they were a few years ago? Didn't know what they were a few Ooh. months ago. <laughs> Look at us go. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, we've got off topic. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> um, so basically, Stacey Sims, she was. At university, she was training really hard. She was into cross country. She moved into the rowing team. They were working as hard as the men's team. They were training um, all the same way. They were recovering the same times. They were doing the same, like, race schedule as the men. But the men were, like, recovering and performing, all that sort of stuff. And she noticed that they, they had days in the boat where they were just, like, dead fish. Yeah. My words, like, not hers. I like what you did there. 
Oh, you know, you know. <laughs> um, so she started asking why, and she, all her research since then has been put towards that. And um, now she's a research professor, Majigi, at Waikato University. Um, and, well, I assume so, because it's the latest. Yeah, she is. she's a senior research fellow at... Um... <laughs> Okay, she's got the information in front of her. She's just silent. <laughs> well, you were nailing it. So, <laughs> <laughs> good work. Were there any other? Were there interesting points that you got out of that old uh, chestnut of a TED talk? I think you basically summed it up. <laughs> so obviously, the the other thing that really stood out to me is she at the time when she was um, rowing and part of the rowing team, she was studying kinesiology and they had to partake in labs mm-hmm. and they had this one lab where um, it was her and two guys that were being tested and they ran for two hours on a treadmill one week and they did the same the next week. And in her first week, she absolutely felt absolutely fine. Like, she na- it was like two hours. Did it was you say two, it was two hours? hours? Yeah. She like nailed it. Ran for two hours straight, like no problems. Oh my Felt god. Felt good. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've done that before, but like not recently, and it makes me sound, it makes me feel like tired. Thinking yeah. About it. That's a long time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then they do the same thing the second week, and the second week she like got through the first half an hour, and then the rest of it she's like, it felt like five hours or something. Like it was tough. Mm. It was really tough. And, um, the so the um results showed that in her first week she was burning fat as fuel and in the second week she was burning carbohydrates as fuel and struggling to refuel to have the energy to keep going mm. and then she like asked like what and the guys there was no difference between week one week two they just did it and no difference exactly the same and she was like, why? Like, why have I had this um, different experience on the week two and the guys haven't? And then she was basically told, women are anom- an anomaly, so we don't study them in nutrition and sports science and that yeah. type of thing. And it comes down to being too hard. Exactly. And that is the problem with women's health science in the past all over the shop, not just with like exercise and nutrition, like with everything, everything about our sex hormones, like about our reproductive system, about how everything works at all, how the pill affects us, everything. It's just like, no, too hard basket because you've got this uh, cycle going on and it's like... We don't understand. How are we meant to know when you're on your period? (laughs) I don't know. I put words in people's mouths again. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's just such an unfair reason. It's so unfair. Why not? That made me a bit mad. But also, I'm so stoked by her and the research that she's doing and everything that she's putting out there. So that's cool. Yes, really cool. And really cool because she's like... Because when people are training super hard... And their menstruators, they often lose their period. Mm. And she's, like, saying... And, like, it's sort of become the norm. Like, whenever I've talked to someone who's, like, trained really hard, they're like, "Mm, I lost my period. Oh, well, like, didn't affect me. And it's like, she's saying, no, you should be using your period. You should have your period. If you have your period, you can optimise your 
um, training and you can be like winning at life. Mm. It's an asset. It is an asset. Not a hassle. For exercise as well because I said a couple of weeks ago like I'm nervous to start exercising again because I don't want to lose my period. I don't want my periods to be irregular and it and it's so refreshing to hear someone say, no, you want your ex- you want your period if you're going to be doing hardcore exercise yeah. and wanting to be at a level where you can run, this is just me, where I want to be able to run 30Ks and not lose my period in the process of training for that. Yeah, exactly. Which is really exciting. That is cool. And the little app that you found has some great advice. Yes, it does. And it's so funny because we were talking about it and you were like, I just listened to podcasts which said the exact same mm. stuff. Yeah. And it's a different lady. I don't know. I've forgotten her name. I should have written it down. But it's a different person talking about it too, which is awesome. It's obviously a big um, uh, message out there at the moment. Yeah. And did you know that, um, you know how that American women's football team, like, smashed the world champs and then they came back do you know about that you know how they were like really cool they're really cool well the american women's football team i mean soccer football okay yeah that was gonna be my question (laughs) they like smashed the world champs and nobody was expecting it because americans don't play soccer football yeah um, and they've basically become, oh, you should follow the captain. Can't remember her name. She's really cool. Anyway, and she's very vocal about women's rights and LGBTQI plus community and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But, um, that's a side note. They came out and they said that we trained, like part of our training was that we trained in tune with our menstrual cycles. Yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes, and so they smashed really cool. it. And they smashed it. Oh my god! Yeah, that should get people listening. Yeah, but I don't know about it. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if you follow soccer football. No, and I'm not a hardcore um, exerciser anyway. <laughs> anyway. Yes, that's true. So um, that's really cool. That is and awesome. I don't know. How this app fit our woman. So I found it because I follow Stacey Sims on Instagram and then she recommended it as one of her, one of the apps you should use to, to help you decide what to do when you're exercising and where you are with your cycle. I don't know if she helped develop it or helped provide information. Probably because she's like got so much information. Yeah, it would make sense. Research, but um, yeah. Probably should have found that out before we started this episode. As per usual, we're not fully up to date with everything. We'll we'll give you half the information. And the rest is up to you. (laughs) So, I just had a quick squiz at it. Cool. And we're going to, like, have a little... Little chat? Little chat about how... how, What you should be doing at each phase of your cycle. Yeah. Yeah? That sounds good. (laughs) You've, like, got the sun right behind the entire you, so I can't really oh. see your face. It's, like, quite dark. <laughs> it must be creepy. It is. Um, so, so the phases are, they've just labelled them on the app 1, 2, 3, 4, which, funnily enough, sort of align with your summer, autumn, winter, spring. Is that how it works? Yeah. Summer, summer autumn, winter, spring. Yeah. Uh, that goes with the period power book which we read 
last year um in one of our episodes go listen to it we talk about period and blood and we give you half the information (laughs) we probably don't give you much about the uh, actual book but really fun episode (laughs) really good book really good book um i constantly refer to my my seasons now now i don't know if we're talking about the weather or our cycles (laughs) (laughs) actually though so anyway that's sidetrack so Phase one of your menstrual cycle is when you've got your period. So day one of your cycle is when you've got your period, first day of bleeding, um, or heavy bleeding when you have to put some form of what do you what do you call that group of like items menstrual uh, things, product menstrual products you have to use some sort of menstrual product because otherwise it's just going to be bloody everywhere yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a mess. Um, because you can have light spotting prior to your period, and that is not your period. That is due to the fact that you're not producing enough progesterone, um, which is an issue I have. Mm. But again, that's a side note. <laughs> so many side notes today. I feel like we haven't talked about this in a while. I know, the listeners are probably like, what's going on with their cycles? <laughs> um, yeah, our two listeners are definitely wondering. They can probably just text us and ask, though. Yeah. I will let them know. That is true. That is true. Abby, are you in your winter? Actually, yes, I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> a little update. A little update. Um, I'm not actually into my winter. I'm in my spring, but Anyway, <laughs> you lied. I'm not. I'm coming out of my winter. I'm coming okay. into my spring. Anyway, this is just not about what we're talking about. <laughs> okay, phase one. You've got your period. What are you doing exercise wise? Exercise wise, so your estrogen and progesterone. Those are your two main hormones. Menstrual, menstrual hormones. That's not the word for them, but we're gonna go with it. Sex hormones. Sex hormones. They're at their lowest because you sort of bottom out at your period, and then um, this means, and then they start building again. Well, your estrogen does, and so you can start doing hit training, strength training. This is a time for slowly increasing your reps and your intensity, and building muscle and strength, and you're burning carbs. So, um, your diet needs to be carbs, uh, iron-rich foods with vitamin C to help you absorb it, and antioxidants. It's always good. Yes. So, that's your, that's your first week, sort of, um, period time, phase one. Then, phase two is your estrogen's, like, smashing it up the hill, and your progesterone's sort of bottomed out at the moment, because you don't get progesterone to your luteal phase, which mm-hmm. is the phase after your ovulation, if you so, don't remember. So phase two is your during your follicular phase? Follicular phase. Phase two. Time to twist it. Phase two. So estrogen rising, low progesterone. Is it progesterone? Progesterone? Oh, we're close. I feel like we're close. The one starting with P. Yeah. Not progesterone. Which is the one you get when you're on your pill and it doesn't do the same thing. It's not the same thing. It's a synthetic hormone. And synthetic hormone and oh, potentially we should mention this and I don't know if 
Dr. Stacey Sims talks about or has research on people on the pill. Yes, I don't know that either. But when you're on the pill, which we've learnt from Lara Bryden in her period repair annual and Lisa Hendrickson-Jack in her fifth vital sign, when you're on the pill, you don't have a real period. You have pill bleeds, um, which is basically put in there so that you feel like you aren't pregnant. Yeah. Anyway, so... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to know what the research is mm. on training for being on the pill. Yeah, I wonder if they've done both and compared them. Mm. I want to know more now. I've got so many questions after that small TED talk. Yes, exactly. Mm. Um, she's got a book. Yes, she does. Raw? Raw. That could be a good little... Little... Little read. Little read about how that works. Might be... Might answer some of our questions. It might do... But anyway, so you're in phase two, you've got your rising estrogen, your appetite is decreasing, you're high in energy, your pain threshold is higher, Mm -hmm. and so your recovery um, from intense training is also really good. So this is, you're up in the ante on those hit and strength classes, you're increasing the reps, high intensity, Um, your pain threshold is higher, so you're going to want to, you can endure do it like longer endurance for harder, faster sort of thing. Yeah. And it also recommends that you should prioritize sleep at this time to help you recover, support your heavier training. Mm-hmm. Mm. And at this moment, you're at the start of phase one, you're still burning carbs. And as you move towards ovulation, you start to need to be putting more emphasis on fats, good healthy fats, because you're going to be starting to burn those after ovulation and at the, like, at the end of this phase. Yeah. So, um, also having collagen and vitamin C rich foods, which will help your muscles and tendons recover and protein needs to be eaten because you've upped the intensity and you need to be eating it ASAP after a session. Yeah. Interesting fact about protein. Ooh. It can help also with reducing brain fog. Ooh. Yeah. I brain frog reducer. Yeah. Up your protein. Mm. Protein's always good. Mm. Isn't it? I'm sure it is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Because it like, keeps you full for longer and you need protein for like building those muscly hormones. In bottles, those muscly hormones, yes. Whoa, bringing it right back around. Like beyond the pill. Yeah, way back Whoa. at the beginning. Oh, okay. Mm. When I thought you only took protein to build muscles. Get big. Yeah, to yeah. get boof. Yeah. Protein also helps with balancing your like blood sugar level, which helps oh. with stable moods and like consistent energy levels. Wow. Yeah. You're just a wealth of knowledge Whew. there, Rachel. That's, like, just thinking about that, like, how far have we come since that conversation, like, not even a year ago? I can't believe it's not a year ago. I know. It must have been almost a year ago. Getting close to. Getting close to. Yeah. Anyway, so, that's phase two, and then phase three, which is, you've ovulated, or the beginning of ovulation is happening at the beginning of phase three. Um, your estrogen takes a dive straight after ovulation and your progesterone is on its way up. Progesterone. Um, and this is not ideal. 
Well, it isn't. It isn't. You know, you've got you get you get your bonuses and you're not your bonuses. But in terms of training, your strength is reduced. You increase your heart rate. Um, your appetite increases and your blood sugar levels are more likely to make you experience cravings. So keep that protein up. So keep that. <laughs> oh yeah, says Rachel. Right. <laughs> so this is when we want to be doing lower intensity exercise? Yeah, focusing on like flexibility and low level conditioning and you can do endurance but you just got to longer sessions but low, moderate, moderate intensity. Yeah. Yep. And you're burning fat at the moment, so carbs not going to get burnt. Fat will get burnt. Eat your fat. Yeah. It's the main fuel source. Yeah. The other thing is don't cut out carbs completely because you still need carbs. Yes. You need starchy carbs. Yes. For your period to be healthy. Yes. Um, So complex carbohydrate snacks like hummus, veggies, nuts, that sort of thing. Um during this period this period during this time is really good is really good nice and then you've got phase four which is most people's least favorite phase because they get pms it's the week before your period that phase before your period you start your mood goes down basically you feel a bit shit um but that is common not normal exactly you can change this but and I don't know if that's fully integrated into everything yet. Like, I don't think... I feel like there's that sort of research sitting over there, like, how to fix your periods. Period, like, cycling with your period emotionally and, like, all that sort of stuff. And then you've got this research sitting here that's like, this is how you should train with your period, blah, 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 blah. But it's still sitting in the mindset of... PMS is going to happen and all mm, mm, They need to marry up and... They need to talk to each other. Everybody needs to have a big conversation and just, like, fix women's health. Mm. Imagine the world. Like, <laughs> I feel like it would be next level. Problems would be getting solved left, right and centre because women be, would be feeling good and be, like, working at the top of their game. Oh, 100%. Like, good, like menstruators would be like functioning at a high level because they would be working with their cycles and not be like getting fucked by the pill and not be getting fucked by the fact that they're trying to diet and exercise in the way that has been researched on men rather than women and like all of our problems would be solved exactly <laughs> that was another really interesting thing from um stacy's uh ted talk was how she said that most of the research done on diets is done on obese men mm. who are like needing to weigh, lose weight before surgery. Mm. So it's done in like a very small portion of the, population. of the population, and yet the research comes out, and everyone's like, "Oh, that sounds awesome." Mm. Yeah, and it's worked for they're this really big guy, so it's gonna work for me because I don't need to lose as much. But then you're like, mm, no, you've got sex hormones, and that way of dieting is only gonna work for you and part of your cycle, not all of your cycle. So yeah. potentially you need to be thinking about this a little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. Like most, oh, that was loud. Most, um, yeah, like you said, most dieting nutritional research has been done on men. So all of those things. Um, don't take into consideration, you know, like paleo keto 
whatever else you've got, intermittent fasting, all those things done on men, you need to, they probably do help at certain points in your cycle, but you've got to be doing it with your cycle. Mm. Yeah, and everything is like, Different for every person. Yeah, that's everything the other is, thing. Everything is different. You've got to find what works for you. You you can't just... And I do understand you've got to trial these things to figure that out. But also, go to your cycle first. Mm. I think it's a good starting point and then you work from there. We're like, mm. okay, once you've worked out how and how, what the length of your cycle is. Because everybody's length of their cycle is anything from, what, 21 days to... 36 days is a normal cycle, so you need 21? I think it's 24. 24. So you need to be, if you're in that range, you've worked it out. Okay, cool, I'm getting a 32-day cycle. Now I can work my phases based on that information. I'm ovulating around this date most of the time. My luteal phase is this long, so my two phases fit in like this. Like, Figure out your body. It all comes back to knowing yourself. Yeah. It so does. It's so interesting. So anyway, let's just like wrap it up with phase four, which is your PMSing commonly. Hopefully not. Not normally. Um, so your this also is a point where your inflammation response is increased. So you're getting more inflammation and you're reduced ability to recover from a tough session so if you're doing like extra reps and stuff it's you're going to recover terribly from yeah. during this this phase now it's not the time to be pushing yourself exactly um so training wise it is good to be doing training because exercise does help with pms and stress and Reducing inflammation. Reducing inflammation and all that sort of stuff. Exactly. It boosts your mood. So you do need to be doing exercise, but you're not pushing yourself into those really hard hit classes and um, strength training, yeah. multiple reps sort of situation. You know, you're doing your yoga, your pilates, your yeah. stress-reducing exercise, going for a jog, but not like hardcore, a little ride, you know. Um, and food is towards the end of this phase, switching from using fats to carbs. So you're getting back onto the carb train with what you're burning when you're training. Um, and of course you need proteins and slow release, slow releasing carbs to help you reduce your cravings and antioxidants and fruit and vegetables, which are always good most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Almost all the time, Almost I think, probably. Almost all the time, I think that's safe to say. Except when you, like, sneak a little bit of chocolate in there, because that's yum. Um, oh, for it's dark chocolate, you're getting some antioxidants, so... Oh, chocolate has antioxidants! Oh, my God. Antioxidants are important throughout your cycle, so let's just hone in on those all of the time. Yes. And I think that was a good little summary. That's, that's how you sort of train in very 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 basic terms very basic sounds like the app's a good one though yes very cool got way more information on it than i've just gone through it's that was like it's so cool and because you can track your menstrual cycle with it so it is telling you what phase you're in at what time um if you you can put in when you're getting your period it will tell you what what should you should be doing that time you can look forward and see what you should be doing next phase so you can plan so you can plan um cool it doesn't include like a bbt 
Oh, okay, but you can adjust the length. But you can't, well... Input where you over ovulate? I'm not sure if you can put where you ovulate, but you can put your length in. Okay. Um, and you can put your period in. Yeah. It's, it's not, it, it's not like, um, it's, that's probably its downfall, and that's where I think that talking situation Yeah, that they we, need to have a chat. That we but, discussed. But you, if you are tracking your cycle with, uh, taking your BBT, your basal body temperature. Basal body temperature! Um, you could, you would know when you have ovulated mm-hmm. and you can tailor the yes. advice and the act to, yes. to you. Which is what I've been doing. So cool. I track my period outside of the app and then I've put my, like when I get my period in. Um, but if I know that it is not like lining up with my cycle, because my cycle stool are regular. Hey yo! Uh, which is so exciting. <laughs> um, the, if I know it's not lining up with my cycle, like this cycle, I'll just do, I think, I haven't been on the app for very long, but I think I'd just like go back to the phase that I know I'm in rather yeah, than at that time. Rather than going with what it's yeah. saying. Yes. Yeah, that sounds good. Because once I've ovulated, I know how long my cycle's going to be. Yeah. Because luteal, Your luteal phase is the same. Pretty much 12 every time. Okay, that's good. 11 or 12. Yeah. Okay. I have a question. Ooh. Um, kind of a little bit off topic. Yay! Um, when they talk about if your cycle's regular or not, mm. how, how many days? Mm. What is the range for if it's regular or not? Because what if it's 28 days, one month, 29, the next 28, and then 30 again? Like... If it's out, if it's close by a day or two, is that regular? Because in my head, that's regular. Okay, I have pondered this very recently as well because I'm like, what if you're like going between thirty-one and thirty-three? Yeah, I would say it's regular. I would say that's regular too, but you know, I'm not a professional. No. But then I'm also like, is regular mean that it's in the normal range, like, like all the time, all the time? Like, obviously, if you're fluctuating from 36 to 24 days every cycle, I don't think that's regular. No. But when, like, I'm rereading Lara Bryden's book at the moment, the period repair manual, and she's talking about irregular periods, and she's talking about them being, like, over 36 days regularly. Yeah. And I'm like, but what if they're regularly 37 days? Yeah. Is that irregular? Yeah. Is that regular? Yeah. I really want to know this because, and the other thing is, can you, you, I don't know if you can expect your period to be this, your cycle to be the same length every single month because there's so many influencing factors, but if it's regularly within that regular range, mm. does that mean you're regular? Mm. And, oh. and because, as you say, so many factors affect that follicular phase prior to ovulation, like that, that phase can change Month by month. Based on whether you've eaten too much sugar three months prior. Yeah. Or exercised really, really, really hard three months prior. Yeah. um, Without thinking about how to train with your cycle. Um, That stage is going to change in length. But if your luteal phase is staying the same every month to month to month, can that not be called regular? I want to know what regular is. (laughs) It's the big question. 
I haven't found, well, okay, maybe I need to do some more research, but I feel like that's something that would have stuck with me if I had read something. Mm. Maybe we're just going to have to post it as a question on someone's Instagram. Yeah, Lara's really good at replying. Okay, we could ask Lara. Can you please define what regular is? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I've overthought it and now I'm confused. I don't know if I'm regular or not. <laughs> if your luteal phase is regular but your flocular phase is changing and you're changing by like four days every month, is that regular? Oh my gosh. Because I'm regularly in the 30s at the moment. Yeah. In the 30s. That's still 10 days. <laughs> but like... It's still regular in that regular in that um range. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that was a really good sidetrack. Maybe one of our listeners know. Yep. If you are someone who knows this sort of thing, like um about regular and irregular periods, or about how your organs stay <laughs> in their positions in your body. <laughs> the hard hitting questions today. Um, hit us up. Uh, you can send us an email, basicallybeingbetter at gmail.com. Instagram at basicallybeingbetter. And Twitter <laughs> at beingbetterpod. Boom. Um, that would be really exciting and helpful for us. Thank you. <laughs> and goodbye. And we will talk to you again next week. Bye. <laughs>